Welcome, everybody, to episode four <sighs> of Strange Tales from Malinar What he said. I, I'm having a lot of fun, always. <laughs> always adding dr- dr- bravado and drama, drama and dramatis and whatever to all of our intros. I found the window. It's key bindings. Boom. Boom. <laughs> We're leaving this in just because it's fun to watch you watch you watch you suffer for everything. You can do whatever so, you want. As is every week, we all get together and tell you the week that happened in Wildstar and possibly a heads up on the week coming up in Wildstar. And this week we have a very special part of our little our little family and crew. But let's introduce ourselves. My name is Doc. I have with me Indigo. Hello. And then also I have Krug. Uh, I hate Doc, but yeah, I'm here. And this week is the first of hopefully a great future of things we do and. I know every podcast has guests that are either broadcasters, streamers, important people in the community, and we we want we want to want to do that too. We want to have fun with that, but we also wanted to have once in a while the community itself, someone who represents a part of the community that we all play in this game. This week, for our very first guest, we have Docs, which is going to cause a lot of confusion for this podcast and for the listeners. But fuck it, we don't care. So I like- long story short, I'm just some guy from the internet. Exactly. <laughs> but are we all? That's true. That's what we really all are. And people, for some reason, are letting us talk into their ears with sweet, sultry sounds. Oh, God, that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> totally not okay with what just happened right now. No, that was not. Don't do that again, please. Yeah. Oh, it's going He's going to file charges, dude. You should stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's get this podcast going. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, Docs, how about you introduce yourself a little bit and let us know uh, who you are? All right. So, uh, first of all, the full net handle is Proven Paradox. People want to shorten that, and I don't want them to shorten it to PP, so I tell them to shorten it to Docs. Which now means that everyone <laughs> on the internet is going to call you PP. You just I'm said a, that right now. I know. Episode 4 was Strange but, Tales of that guy oh, PP. Please. <laughs> like, people aren't going to figure that out themselves. It's true. Fair. The internet fair. does love penis jokes. Smart yeah, bunch of people do. on the internet. Uh, anyway, uh, so I'm just some guy from the internet. Uh, I play... Uh, a Granok engineer scientist on Avendra, the role-playing server. He is a dirty exile, according to Inigo. Yeah, you won't be hearing well, much it, of me on this one. <laughs> at, at least I'm not a fascist, so there you go. That's What's wow. the difference? Wow. wow. Oh, we're about to get into Wildstar politics. We just started up. Guys, at least like 10 minutes of peace, please. <laughs> but also, this really ties into a really cool uh, facet that we haven't touched it on Strange Tales that Docs is going to show with us or talk to us about later on. But uh, let's start off with you again, Docs. How was your last week in the game? Or in general, how was your last week? Uh, my last week was eventful for reasons outside of the game, but that's not what we're here to talk about. In game. Uh, I've been level 50 for two weeks now on Murdoch, uh, my engineer, and mostly been doing dailies, but I've also allowed myself to finally fall into the housing trap. Probably spent like five platinum on getting his, uh, his housing plot ready, and I am building a laboratory. Oh, oh that's I, I uh, awesome. One. I want to see that. Definitely it's work. not. It's not even half finished yet. I haven't even started working on the outside, so it, it's still in a rough state. But sure. it's getting there. And in the process, I got my architect out to uh, expert architect. So that was also something nice. nice. And what server are you on? Devendra. Devendra. Okay, and that's a yes. role-playing server, right? That is correct. Cool. And we have a bunch of questions about that later. So yes. uh, while you're doing that, Krug, what was your week like last week? 
nothing really milestoney happened to me last week. It was just a lot of the same old like grinding and stuff. Actually, I did get Beloved with the Dominion finally, which is cool. Nice. Uh, that takes a just, long time. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, it took me like a weekish to do the. I mean, starting from where I was after mm-hmm. questing, obviously. And you were uh, you were in a pretty good spot even before that. I mean, just yeah. in general. Yeah, I think I had Beloved with every area except for like two or something, and then I had to just do a little bit of the uh, daily zones to get it to where it needed to be. Uh, so that was cool, working on the rest of my attunement. The thing that I want to talk about, though, was I did a run of veteran uh, runes of Kilvoreth with an engineer tank that had like 65,000 health. Holy it crap. Was the craziest thing ever. Yeah, so I came into the game, and I, 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 I think I joined late. Like, I joined after they beat uh, Grand. And I run in, and they had already pulled. And I was like, oh, okay. So I run in, and the tank's at half health. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to top him off. So I start to burst. And it's just like his health bar is just going like, beep, 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 little tiny chunks of it going up. And I'm like, why am I so weak? Am I in the wrong? No, I only have one set of gear. Am I in the wrong action set? No, then I wouldn't have this ability. I'm so confused. And I, I inspect him, and I see that his max health is a enormous and all of his gear is just grit base health grit base health grit base health grit base health grit base. and i was just like i do not think best. that is a good build but okay. it's it it's, be, but... it's it's not a good build for for like strategic reasons but it does open up a lot of cool doors for him for example the second mini boss of runes of kilvoreth there's a phase where you get a dot on you and then there are these bots that run around, and if you get too close to the bots and you have the dot, they explode. So when the tank had the dot, well, let me start the other d- direction. If anybody else in the group had the dot and they hit a bot, one hit kill, they're just dead. If the tank had the dot, he would just run at the bots and just take the damage. just uh. And they would all just explode <laughs> on him, and he's just like, I don't care. And he took like six bots to the face, and he's at like 50% health. Like, He'd run over to me. He'd run over to me and I'd just like heal him as much as I could with the actuators and stuff that I had. And then he'd run away again and just start doing more bots until so, uh, it moved. So he literally was, was like a T-1000 that whole phase. Just yeah. It barely hurt. And he didn't seem bad at keeping threat. And it was just, it was hilarious. And it was a great run. And I forgot your name, but whoever you are, if you're listening right now, you're a beautiful person. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta agree with, with Docs there, and that not not the greatest idea probably in the grand scheme of gearing, but that's the cool part about this game is that you're able to customize yourself how you want. Yeah, and sure. For for that particular instance, maybe it worked out well, but I think in general, you really do probably need some tech. Sure. You definitely sure. need strike through. Yeah, he's probably doing no damage whatsoever. I mean, but that I... doesn't matter. He's a tank. Oh, you don't yeah. need to do damage. True. You just need to keep threat, but I suspect in a raid setting, he would not be able to keep threat with nothing there. Sure, I don't want to sure, see sure. him do the like the Skullcano obstacle courses without any real help to see how far <laughs> he gets. With that oh, much health, that'd be awesome. The one where you have to stay inside the lot bubble, he just sprints ahead of everyone, just like gets to the end, he's at 50% health. Like, what took you guys so long? What's up? He's just sitting there, sleeping, reading a book. Like, <laughs> hey, guys. What took you so long? Puny hey. human, fire hurts. Ah, ah, heal me, puny healer. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's actually pretty funny and cool, but uh, what about you, Indigo? Uh, well, we, we tried to do a guild run the other night, but but you ended up having a show <laughs> where you, you were working on something. I, I don't remember what you were doing. And, I'll explain uh, so it a little bit, yeah. We, we, were, uh, we pugged the, the, the fifth member, and so we were running through, and what well... Was, what was the class of that fifth member? I'm just curious. Uh, crappy. 
he died (laughs) every 30 seconds. And it wasn't that I was having threat issues or anything. Nope. I kept threat the entire time. It was a super easy run because we were just trying to – it wasn't even veteran. And it was was Skullcano. And uh, we were were like, well, we don't need veteran. We're trying to level our guildmates up. And so we're we're going through it. And he died every single fight. Like literally would just stand right in the telegraph and die. And uh, something Doc has been really, really wanting and fighting for, uh, which is Trigger Finger. Don't tell me. Trigger Finger ended up dropping. Trigger Fingers, uh, by the way. Of course. Oh, Trigger Fingers, sorry. Wait, Uh, plural? Yes, no, 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 no. The the amp itself is called trigger fingers, not oh, okay. multiple drops. Oh, like, like more you know, than one drop? What one drop. This? One drop of trigger fingers. <laughs> well, so, it so, dropped. So tell and, me you guys uh, kept it. Right? So so we we sat there and we're like, oh, we're gonna greed this. Oh, because none of us can can need it. So we we greed it and we're like, ah, four out of five chance. We've got this. In fact, I took a photo of it to send it to you. And uh, we even kind of debated on kicking him just so that we could get it. But <laughs> I did we get the just, picture too. I was like, oh, I, I we decided to be a little bit nicer and we just all hit greed. And well, it went to the fifth member. Yep. Yeah. You, so... by prioritizing real life over this video game, lost out on trigger fingers. <laughs> Shame on you. That's 19 Slash. plat. Slash, that's... yeah, 19 plat. Exactly. I will say that if you got 19 plat and cred, that's about. On this server, eighty dollars. So you basically lost eighty dollars. Mm. Shame on you. So the question is, did you make more than eighty dollars at what you were doing? <laughs> I, with that laughter, oh, I'm gonna say hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I actually ended up spending more money than I wanted to. So yeah, uh, I prioritized real life this week. And uh, I had and a, lost for it. Lost, I hope you learned your lesson. Lost, but then also won. I'll tell you guys why in a little bit. Because I lost because that night, two days prior to that, we got a, we got a text message. I'm in a band. Our lead singer and I, I do backup vocals and rhythm guitar. He goes, hey, we got a, uh, a show at House of Blues Hollywood. I live in L.A., Orange County area. And I'm like, okay, cool. Two days prior with no practice. This sounds perfect. We're totally ready for this. So we all agree to it. We get to uh, Hollywood House of Blues. I got my gear, my car, my girlfriend's with me. We're going to have some drinks and have fun. And, and crew getting to go or text me the whole time. Like, dude, you got to get on. You got to get on. We're going to have like fun tonight. We're going to do all this cool stuff. Like, I, I've got prior commitments. I, I got I to gotta bail out. I couldn't load in my gear. I couldn't find a parking spot because Hollywood can suck my dick. Oh, yeah. The and I don't know what's going on over here. It's like just buses everywhere. There's trailers. There's there's. Did if, you, you, if you know what the terms are, bros and brohos everywhere. Did you come, just move here? Like, just now? Yeah, well, it takes yeah. about four seconds to learn the things you just described. Oh yeah, I know, but it, it it doesn't it doesn't stop me from complaining about it because for what it's worth, I don't know anything about what you're talking about because <laughs> I don't live there. It, it is okay. It is insane. If you ever come to to this kind of this this location, you need to tell us how long it takes you to realize the things he's talking about because I bet take long at all. I bet it's immediate. So I find out that it's the local radio station KROQ. They are hosting the band Pennywise's brand new CD release album. And it just so happens that we're playing the night as well in the same location. So I'm getting stoked. I'm like, oh my god, my band is opening for Pennywise? We're horrible, but I'll totally take this. We're not on any guest lists. We're not on anything. Uh, <laughs> our names aren't on there because we're two days edition. We're not even playing on the same stage. Hollywood House of Blues has four stages, and I found out we were playing the smallest room at the House of Blues. But hey, House of Blues is pretty cool, dude. House of Blues is pretty cool. I did have a lot of drinks with my girlfriend. Had a lot of fun with that. Lost it on trigger fingers. 
So I got really sad. And then yesterday, as we're doing our like normal run through through the show notes, I get a text from a friend of mine. She gives me two serial numbers. I'm like, what are these for? She goes, oh, these are your Comic-Con passes for next weekend. Nice. So yeah. guess who's going to San Diego on Friday night or Friday. <laughs> so I'm going to wash. Guess you. So what you're saying is you decided to not play Wildstar and you got invited to something which millions of people are going to be there and you're probably going to get sick. Oh, most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most pessimistic view of anything that I've ever heard. Coming from you, Krug? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Pessimism is – you're just – you're horrible. You're absolutely horrible. Well, I think that's enough time of us talking about ourselves. Why don't the the guest, you know, tell himself about – wow, that was in English. Uh, (laughs) Why doesn't the guest talk about their week? Oh, I think he just I did, actually. I already have, sir. Oh, well, then crap. I, I just em- entered the show, apparently. That's because uh, yeah. you're not listening to The Exile, you demanding uh, scum. Ah, it's, it's that tone. <laughs> I don't hear Exile, apparently. Exile frequency. There's a specific <laughs> frequency that Exiles talk at, and you just don't hear it. I think what you meant to say was, now that we've already established that I'm a moron, yep. uh, <laughs> and that tanks are ridiculous, and that we have a pretty awesome fellow player in our midst join us this week... We're going to jump right into the Strange Tales of the Week, which, lo and behold, because we're getting ready to get close to it, PTR notes and update notes, and they're massive. Oh, yep. yeah. As just, usual. <laughs> as usual. So just like before, we're going to include links in the show notes. You're more than welcome. In fact, we encourage you guys to, while you're listening to us, go through the show notes and follow along. We will cherry pick what we can, what we think is the most impactful, and we'll give our opinion on it. We might even squabble a little bit. That's kind of the fun of it. And we're going to go over the big obvious one that happened recently is the uh, Dungeon Metal changes have finally taken effect. Oh, super helpful. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, you know, they were going to change the medals to where uh, if you get a bronze, silver, or gold, now you will have extra rolls. And the way it goes is this. The amp and ability points have a higher percentage of being dropped in the world and also the chances of stuff like that happening possibly a little more in dungeons. As a side effect, several rewards in all the dungeons, Storm Talons, Lair, Kelvarath, Skullcano, and Adventures, Highcrest, Astro Void, War of the Wilds, Siege of the Tempest Keep, Crime Lords of Whitevale, and Malgrave Trail have increased item levels, and the bosses in Storm Talons, Lair, Kelvarath, Skullcano, Highcrest, Astro Void, War of the Wilds, Siege of Tempest Keep, Crime Lords of Whitevale, and Malgrave Trail now drop two rewards instead of one. Already awesome. What? But that here's... just long list of things yeah so list everything everything got twerked for the better yes well for the most part for the most part i do have a little bit of an issue with with i mean uh, i should have realized this when when we were talking about it when it was uh, a scheduled change as opposed to an implemented one but i i don't really think that the the amount of extra rolls you have on loot for dungeons is good enough for gold considering that you don't have a guaranteed purple yeah and that's another big change you're not yeah. guaranteed purples at all anymore yep so no, I, no at no point are you guaranteed purples so guaranteed purples in my opinion was the problem uh with that while that was the case you were going to get people dropping as soon as the first wipe happened and with the possible maybe exception of if it was if it was the last boss but even then most of the time you would get a drop right there and yeah, that was so irritating uh, yeah that sucked Especially since, but I'm tr- not trying to grind these dungeons. I'm trying to learn them, because I haven't. I didn't do them while I was questing because I didn't have a guild at that point. 
So it became when you wanted to learn them, it was a nightmare. But I do agree that the reward for gold is not sufficient anymore. Now, right. the reward for gold and medals are this. Uh, if no if no medal happens, which have any of us ever seen a no medal run? Never. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, you really? You guys have seen no medal runs? Oh yeah, huh. I've been in quite a few. Wow, I've never. And Doc, well, have you never. really never? Never. It's, it's worth noting that I have not done a lot of uh, runs, but the runs that I've been have all been uh, bronze or silver. I didn't even know no metal was an option. I thought bronze just meant that it was the was the worst. Yeah. First of said... all, sir, you're very pretentious. <laughs> Second of all, really, uh, I'm gonna agree with him there because even time I've been running dungeons, I've never seen a no metal run. I'm even just, when I'm you've been like level to... twenty running stuff for the first time, it, you yeah. didn't get any no yeah. medals. Yeah, you I got suck. bronze on those runs. You suck so much. Hey, yeah, I'm in his boat. I've never hold seen Hold on, it. hold on. Krug, you have to admit, though, you and I playing, we, you know, drunken played Skullcano the other night. So, I mean, we, <laughs> we purposely go in there and just try to fuck things up. So uh, A little bit sometimes. So yeah. the little runs are kind of trollish when it happens. Yeah, a little bit. I'm not, I'm not the sort that gets pissed about it, but I am taking it seriously when I'm doing a run. Uh, sure. Yeah, I do I'm agree on that to one, win. too. So yeah, and no I, metal runs, you get 100% money with your one roll in the final boss. If you get a bronze, you get 100% sorry, 150% money with one roll in the boss, and then you get an extra roll. Silver continues that trend with 200% cash, the one roll, and then two extra rolls. And gold, you get 250% money with the one roll, and then three extra rolls. And just like Docs said, you are never guaranteed purples anymore. Right. Right, 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 right. And uh, I think when we were talking earlier, Docs had a really good solution for this that I didn't yeah. really think of, which uh, you can go into if you want. Sure. So right now, the reward is increasing linearly. I believe it should increase geometrically. So in other words, instead of going one, two, three, maybe it goes uh, one, three, five, or one, two, five, maybe one, three, six, something like that. So right. that way you get... You're not guaranteed to get a purple anymore on gold, but you're still a whole lot more likely to get a purple on gold simply because you get that many more rolls. Right, and at the very least, if you're not getting, you know, the purple you want, you're at least getting something you can sell or salvage, like some kind of reward. But if you get yeah. three rolls, like that's not even enough rolls for everyone in the group. Like, I mean, you know yeah, what I mean? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, so I, I absolutely agree with you on that. Okay, so I don't. I, I agree that I don't. And I mean, all of that aside, purples aren't really that great. Like oh yeah, 90 I was going to say. I'm actually. <laughs> you, can, you can live without them. It's true. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. not getting guaranteed purples is not a big deal. Yeah, people are going to yeah. talk about gear score and colors. Blah blah blah. I like that's, that better because it's purple. I think that's a leftover from World of Warcraft, where that did matter tremendously. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Wow is a definite, uh, definite comparison, but a lot of MMOs have that also have that idea as well. Where the color is a guaranteed better upgrade, and we've we're slowly starting to realize in Wildstar it's not quite the case. Uh, I mean, they're they're better, but they might be better in ways that don't matter. Exactly. Right, like more base health. Yeah. The the unless you're a tank, you don't give a damn. Right. Yeah. The the genetic archives gear is dropping so much grit, which is just translates to straight health, that DPS classes and healers are looking at it going, this is useless to us. I mean, yeah, extra health is great, but I don't. I, I, if I'm gonna get hit, I'm dead anyway. Right. So why don't I just get that grit and put it into Moxie for my crit or uh, Insight for my healing? And they they don't have a way of reforging that. So what people are realizing is for those best in slot items, blues though you have a lower gear score for those who have add-ons for it, 
you actually have a better stat distribution. Right. And so. I've, I've also noticed that a lot of purples seem to have specials that don't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, you know? they're kind of well, gimmicky. I rem- it's not. It wasn't a purple, but I was building uh, the first uh, tank high-level armorsmith item for helmets, and its special was giving you PvP offense. <laughs> it's like the item was literally worthless because that was taking so much charge that the uh, Galactium helm was better. <sighs> wow. Yeah, and you know, there's no way to control that output or that special because it's it's completely randomized. It was consistent. No, it wasn't even oh, randomized. Really? It was always PvP offense. I might have just been unlucky. I tried it three times, uh, and like that's wasting three dual cores. Yeah, like, I've, that's I've had random deal. runs where I would get like uh, I'm looking for DPS gear, but my random rolls are always in insight or tech, and I'm thinking as a spell slinger, I don't need this yeah. crap. Yeah. I mean, maybe I was just unlucky and got the same same thing three times in a row. It's that's how RNG works. But I think it, it, it seemed pretty consistent. And it's such a weird stat to have on an p- item labeled tank. You can PvP a tank, as I as I sure. uh, discovered sure. this last week. But as a sure, person who's can, focusing totally on PvE can. content, it's it's a it's a useful stat for them, and they're going to look yeah. at that piece of armor and go. Especially yeah. since especially since there are items that you can only get from PvP. Like that's I would expect those to be the ones. Sure. That yeah. Stats. Yeah. But all in all, even with the non guaranteed purples, and I like the idea of having a was a geometric increase instead of a linear yeah. increase. Yes. The fact that we have this change from the uh, community feedback is fantastic. And what's yeah. it, what, has anyone else noticed a change in behavior for dungeon runs? Yeah, I will definitely admit, although I don't think that the the change is adequate enough yet, I do admit that it did fix the problem almost entirely for me. Like, I, I don't have that group leaving anymore. Although I, I will say that if you suck, if the group genuinely sucks, there is a vote disband, like, almost immediately. Like, But you're not going to be able to avoid that by offering There's... any amount of awards. Like, if, if, if your group isn't going to make it to the end, disband. Like, that's how yeah. that works. I mean, there's a difference between you're disbanding because your group sucks and disbanding because you wiped once. Yeah. Right, or yeah. you made story. one mistake, missed one secondary or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, yeah you... but... If, yeah, if you're going to wipe like four or five times on a boss, maybe you should just cut your losses and restart. Yeah. Or I mean, like 11 that... or like seven. Or, oh, or hold on, hold on. But the, the run that we did this week where we ran Skullcano and we were drinking and we died <laughs> quite a bit, the thing is, is the reward itself was the fact that, uh, what was it called? Trigger fingers dropped. So. Right. Like totally random world drop stuff that can't really be controlled by the loot table of of that instance like it's no. just that was just chance chance not just yeah chance. i mean and i don't know if it's just my mentality of playing or not but yeah i that i don't i don't understand people dropping if they don't get gold like i, I just have so much fun just running through them even oh, if i oh, die yeah. a million times like so i don't it's really difficult for me to understand and really be able to relate to these people that are just dropping all the time oh speaking of that didn't we didn't we as in the our crit happens guild didn't we run sword maiden a few days ago as well with that idea of just learning the dungeon yeah, yes, yeah. we did. We spent, that was quite entertaining. It was two hours. We died constantly. We had a lot of fun, and we probably would have gotten a no medal if we kept. We actually finished it, but it was super fun. Well, and we actually were pugging. You know, was it two fifths of the group, and they stayed on. And oh, yeah, they were super that, chill. That, that was really awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on from that, that's more of uh, a little bit of the update notes in there. 
I'm going to go over some quick PvP notes. Feel free to interrupt me whenever you want to. The cool stuff I did see Stop was... Stop talking. I want to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> no, that I was did... it. I'm, I'm done. Oh, okay. He just wanted to interrupt. He didn't I literally just wanted to say. interrupt you. I didn't... Yeah. Yep. Just, just extricate me right from the conversation? Yep. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, the biggest thing I thought was happening in the PTR was absorb effects are now being affected by healing debuffs and buffs. Mm. So... And they're they're not as effective anymore, which is kind of kind of great for PvP, kind of not so great for PVE. But to compensate, Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on, they're not as effective. Like I have a on my NG tank, I would plan to have healing buffs all over the place and not a lot of debuffs. Like I don't, wouldn't that for PVE make it more effective? Uh, for PvP, I've kind of noticed that absorb effects are monstrous. They will take so much damage. Yeah, before they well, break, I mean, I'm talking ridiculous. about PvE specifically. Oh, PvE. I don't know how these changes are going to affect PvE yet. My my assumption is that having these uh, effects with healing debuffs and buffs, it, to me, it's a toss-up in the air how it's going to affect PvE. I kind of feel because it's the sabotage patch and this is all centered around PvP, absorb effects mm -hmm. were mainly a PvP choice to make. We'll I mean, see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounded like you were saying that they would be worse in PvE now, and it's like, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I think I might have spoken wrong, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have okay. that tendency. I speak really fast and I slur. But uh, yeah. <laughs> they um, the, the compensate, though, the buffed absorb amount by all class spells, amps, and items are jumped up to 25% to compensate. So even though you can have your, shield, your absorb shield now affected by debuffs and debuff effects, they're going to be they're going to be bigger. So it kind of counterbalances. Mm -hmm. uh, your, sure. your CC breaks are now going to be usable while sprinting, which is pretty sweet. I, I Does that not... confuse anyone else? Yeah, I didn't realize you couldn't. <laughs> no, when you're sprinting, uh, you really can't do a whole it. lot. Yeah, the sprinting is movement, and there are not a lot of things that work when you're sprinting. Yeah, I think the only thing it does, to my knowledge, for spell slingers is just activating the, spill surge. The only thing this is going to affect is your ability to get out of subdue while you're sprinting, unless I'm mistaken. Because, I mean, you're rooted, you're not moving. You're stunned, you're not moving. You're knocked down, you're not moving. Uh, what else is there? Well, getting out of I guess snare you're blinded. Is... You're blinded. Getting I've never used snare, a CC yeah. break to get out of snare, though. I mean, maybe that's just me. I don't... If I'm trying to book it, I might. Yeah, if you know I, yet. I can, mm -hmm. I can see situations where I would get out of a snare, get out of a, use a CC break to get out of a snare. I could I could see a one v one situation where I did yeah. it, but if it's like a giant monstrous group of people chasing me and I'm snared, I'm gonna be like, nope, there's a CC coming, like there's a stun coming. Yeah. Two yeah. seconds. I mean, okay, that's that. sure, but that's two different situations where you sure, have sure, sure. different yeah. reactions. You know, I just couldn't think of it, but now I could see blind, I could see subdue, and I could see snare. That makes sense. I'm yeah. I'm good now. So while you're sprinting, you just, <laughs> if you get blinded, if you have that CC break, you can now use it without breaking your sprint. Right. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yep. I, I like that change. It's it's yeah, a nice yeah. change. It makes the flow yeah. of combat a lot faster as well, I think. You can get Here's back in and out of combat pretty good. Can you sprint while you're snared? Is that a thing? No. No. Straight oh, okay. up, no. Fair enough. So it's blind and, and subdue then. Uh, yeah, I think for the most part. Cool. Uh, Fair enough. I mean, you can immediately... like If you're pressing the sprint button while you're snared, I don't think it works. No. So the things you're well, sprinting just because you're holding shift or whatever you I have. I think that's what was going on. I'm not sure. I don't PvP a whole lot, so I wouldn't actually know. We'll have to play with it. How about that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I did. You know, I did get on the PTR this week. I did miss the Daggerstone Pass ranked matches, though. 
But I did a lot of dueling, and I did kind of notice being hit with certain CC stuff. And while I'm sprinting away to get some some distance, it was a nice change I didn't immediately notice until I realized, oh shit, I'm actually sprinting, and then using Void Slip in the middle of sprinting to get out of that ah, stalker's way. Sure. So I actually, you can get you can get more distance between yourself, and you can kind of you're not you're not being jerky in the way the momentum is is going. Uh, Bruiser bots are no longer going to be deflected. So it's pretty cool. I, I for some reason when I read that I pictured a little bruiser bot jumping towards a a, P, a PVE boss and then being swatted away like a weird anime trope and then wee, 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 wee. <laughs> you have <laughs> I, a weird I, brain. I want that? I want that to happen. Right? Like a critical deflect. You watch your bruiser bot just go. Wee, 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 wee. That would be. <laughs> and, I'm, and like that would be a nerf for me. <laughs> totally down with that. It'd just be funny to watch. It'd be just yeah. spectacular. You lose that 3% defense, but at the same time, you can't stop laughing in the middle of your stream because you're like... Wee, 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 wee. That's the next CC is uncontrollable laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's called Tasha's Hideous Laughter, I think is what it's called. You yeah, just that, made a D&D right. joke, didn't you? Yeah, that's, I, I, it's, I did. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. The, the roleplay right. is strong tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, a PvP, <laughs> one big change before we get into the, the big big meat pie of this week is hey guess what your costumes are now usable in pvp i agree with that sentiment i really don't like it at all now why is that Uh, i i i first of all if i'm playing and i'm pvping i want to see what your gear set is so that i know what i'm going against like the fact is that right Right now, I can go into a situation and I can see a big ass warrior in big, huge armor and go, "Oh shit, I need to avoid him," and then I can avoid him. It's silhouette and, reading. And now, now it's like, oh, everyone's gonna look exactly the same because they're all gonna be in their own little costumes and whatever, and you can't tell what you're really going against. Or like in two v twos, like Krug, when we go into two v twos or three v threes with Doc, what do we do? The first thing we do, we try to go to the edge and try to see what our opponent is. And now we, we're like, we've got nothing. We don't know what anyone is. We're not gonna be able to see anything. And I, I don't like it. Yeah, I know everyone said that. Oh yeah, go ahead, Krug, go for it. <sighs> Okay, there are a couple problems that I that I'm seeing with your logic, which is first of all, uh, how many items are there in Wildstar? Like, does anybody know? Like, roughly a fuck ton, millions. Yeah, a, a metric Just... fuck ton is a pretty second. A metric million fuck ton is what I'm getting. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah. Uh, so it's scientific. With that many items divided by six, because there are six classes, uh, I don't think it's possible to know like per class what items look like that are good and what items look like that are bad and even if it was we just talked about how purples aren't all that great and purples are the only thing that have like static stats locked in and i'm sorry purples aren't the only thing but they're the things people Um, would use like we're talking about pvp here like we're talking about pvp gear there is gear sets so you're you're only looking at 12 sets two per two per class so stalker has a lower and a higher level pvp gear and then there's the higher level arena stuff which all has very distinctive looks so you're telling me you know what it looks like you're telling me you can look at a player and say oh he's wearing four pieces from this set and three pieces from this set and blah 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 helmet shoulders helmets and shoulders yeah uh maybe chest yeah really though i I guess i don't pvp that hardcore but uh, i can't imagine someone looking at another player and going this player is 
built like this, and he's going to do this much damage to me, and I know that from looking at him. And the other thing is, you can use crafted gear in PvP, and you can allocate those stats yourself, which means that even if you know exactly what each piece of crafted gear looks like, you don't know what the stats are, because you can't inspect that person, and by you looking at it, you can't tell. You don't need to know. You don't need Another to know their stats. Defeating Another the thing purpose. to keep in mind is that uh, you don't have to... Uh, use the same type like you can have a grand medic just for example in costume as a he- with heavy armor i imagine that would be very confusing that's what i was getting to so a, a hallmark of good design in anything is the silhouette you, yes you instantly look at a lineup of comic book characters you can tell who spider-man is who batman is who superman is who lobo is and vice versa go on and on and on same thing with video games it's very important to know that the guy with this general silhouette is the warrior. The guy with this general silhouette, she's going to be probably a healer or at least a light armor class. Yeah, people want to show off their uniqueness in PvP. I'm not going to say it's that shouldn't be allowed. And it's great that they can do that. Uh, what I disagree with, it's a mind game in PvP. Yeah, everyone, you, you know you're going to go up against people with different stats and whatnot. That That's not what we're talking about here, at least what I'm going at. Is now that you have the ability to change your costume PvP, the mind games start. Uh, Indigo is talking about the silhouettes, the shoulder pads, the helmets, and like the boots. And besides just the weapon, the weapon obviously can tell you who's a medic and who's a, who's an esper. Unless you have that bug where you're using your trade skill weapon as your primary weapon. That is true. <laughs> but if that esper is rocking heavy armor, there's a split second chance their opponent's going to go, wait, Auron heavy armor. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it's a split second enough decision to have that esper get the jump on them. And in PvP, it's all you need. Yeah, and I go into each fight differently based off of what I'm going against. If I'm mm-hmm. going after an Esper, I know I can just go full frontal, just go straight after him as damage. If I'm going against a warrior, I know I need to I need to stun him before I go in. I know I need to get him static. Like each uh, spell slinger, I need to throw a tether down. Like I, I know what I need to get into each battle. But, but if, if everyone spell slinger looks like a, looks like a medic now. Yeah. Okay. So would it would it be fair to say that they should lock the costumes to your class or your your armor type? Well, there's some. Go ahead. I'm not sure that that's. uh, This is coming from the guy on the PV on the uh, on the role playing server. So uh, outside of PvP, I don't think that's necessarily fair because I mean, what if somebody wants to role play as a medic who wears heavy armor? You know, is that is that wrong to want to do? And we get you know, really, really philosophical on this now. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I think right? it's a great thing for that customization to happen in role playing in PVE. The curiosity was, and a lot of anger was, why can't we do this in PVP? Mah, 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 mah. I mean, the reason you can't do that in PVP is because people there's actual competition based on what you look like. Yeah, yeah, and, and like smart, that actually matters. Yeah, and smart players are going to use every advantage they can get. I guarantee you there will be a lot of naked players in PvP now. That's yes. Good, I never thought of that, too. No silhouette means you don't really know what you're going up against. Yeah. Naked but, PvP run. Naked guild PvP. It, let's do it. it let's do it. <laughs> but, it we're but going it's going streaking. to happen 100%. There, but you will see streaking PvPers. It's going oh, my to God. Happen. That's going to be my life. That's great. <laughs> so, Starting whenever that changes. So, so be when, we all, when we all re-roll uh, on Avendra, we all just start... Uh, Roleplay streaking through Battlegrounds? Absolutely. Can I roleplay as a disgruntled college Granok that just wants to like be naked all the time? <laughs> I need I, open word. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, go for it. I, I, I will just sit here and judge you. 
it's all in character, so it's fair. Yep. <laughs> all right, so let's move on from there. The other cool part that happened with this week in Wildstar was the class leads came out and gave us the July updates for each of the classes. Uh-huh. Interestingly enough, the only one who really said his name was Tanagram, who is the, the lead for Spellslingers. Everyone else just kind of hid under the anonymous uh, Wildstar employee forum post. I'm not sure that we should read too much into that. No, but some people kind of would want to. I probably wouldn't. It was just an interesting little thing I noticed. Yeah, I noticed it too, but it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, and the cool part was is none of these were concrete. They just wanted to give the community a very transparent view of, hey, we're listening to you all. We know what's going on. Here's what we're suggesting for changes. Be on the lookout for future PTR drops and see what they look like. Test them out and give us your feedback. Some are very vague. Some are yeah. very specific. And uh, I mean, I, the ones that are specific are the classes that are in trouble right now, or the builds that are in no, trouble. Medic, right now. <clears throat> oh, medic, medic TPS. Yeah. Medic TPS. Oh, medic, I'm sorry. Medic, yeah, medic SP. I had a weird cough in my cough in my. It throat. sounded so weird too. It's like you were trying yeah. to say something. I, yeah, I don't know what that, that. You must be eating something weird because I wasn't saying anything. Oh man, I just realized I had a Boddington's in the fridge ready for tonight's recording, and when you. <laughs> When you said you had something to drink, I was like, oh, my beer. Why is my beer not here? I, I love that the, the, the 10 minute conversation about bots and uh, did not give you the, the thought of Boddington's, but Kareem, Khan. you, okay. you, you scared the crap out of me because you sounded so downtrodden. I thought you forgot to press record. And I was like, no, I was, oh man, if I didn't press record, I, 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 I would get fired. <laughs> yeah, I had to fire myself for that one. Okay, yep. but let's move on here. Warriors, their class lead came out and said, hey, we're looking at a lot of tank changes for the next month and a half to three months, and we're going to really give tank warriors more DPI threat generation and threat control, which is great because tank warriors are kind of in a weird medium middle ground, but a jack of all trades and a master of none and getting seriously outclassed by both the Esper and I've... or Stalker and Engineer. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that they're they're in in the middle ground. I think they just kind of suck right now. Possibly, yeah. Uh, I mean, Menacing Strike is getting more more additional threat generation. Jolt is being changed quite a bit. It's turning into a kinetic energy generator. It's probably going to lose the charges, and they're going to focus the tiers on more threat burst, just in case you you guys get a, a drop in threat from the boss, whatever their phase change is or whatever. With yeah. stuff like Jolt Menacing Strike and Plasma Wall getting uh, mitigation bonus or losing mitigation bonuses, but getting threat uh, miti- uh, and personal mitigation bonuses. Atomic Spear is getting more damage and threat generation. So wait, talking about Jolt really quick, I'm really glad to see that they're willing to kind of like retune an ability completely. Like I don't know what Jolt did before, but it sounds like it's turning into a kinetic energy generator, which is the class resource. Most likely will lose charges, so it'll you know go from being something you can cast repeatedly to something you can only cast once and gain a cooldown which i, I that's a lot of stuff to like in, to put it in your words torque into an ability and I, I just really like the fact that they're willing to do that specifically because uh as a medic there's an ability called triage that sucks a lot that could use some love in just like this <laughs> yeah and and stuff so, like having jolt and seeing what it looks like and how it plays out in the ptr will give a precedent to go back to stuff like triage and go well we knew that changing the way it worked but still keeping the core idea of the ability right. worked in, in Jolt's case, maybe we can go to triage and do the same thing. Please. Yeah. And, Please. 
please. They're going to be doing this a please. lot across the board, though. I mean, because yeah. as, as each class please. they tweak and and get get to the Tree. performance that people Tree are sucks. expecting at that level, it's Tree just going to continue. So oh, shut up! <laughs> wait, 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 every, every, everybody, wait, 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 wait. Krug, Krug, what were you saying? This is why you're my rival in Wildstar. I'm just throwing that one out there. (laughs) But like I was saying, they're going to be doing this to all the classes. I mean, and this is going to be a constant thing. And this is the reason why we still have that we're going to continue the show is that every week we're going to have new PTR notes and new twerks and new movements around for every single class. And the the greatest part is, is that we're being told this stuff. It's not just going to happen and say, okay, here it is. Deal with it. Yeah. They're saying, hey, this is what we have planned. Go check it out on the PTR. You might possibly get boomboxes for it. You get to check out new content, and you get to see how these new things affect the way the game plays and give us feedback on it. Uh, shield burst is going to be changed a lot, too. Um, the energy generation, shield healing, is going to be removed, and the cooldown is going to be re- reduced. The reason why they're doing this is that right now, shield burst, in their opinion, feels really spammy. You can just spam, 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 uh, at least in their opinion. They want to make it more meaningful when you use it. On the bright side, you don't need to have your depleted shields to use it. And your damage is going to increase based on the current shield level. And you're even going to get more uh, bonus threat generation and generation per tier on it as well. So they're, they're, the whole idea is to get them more in line with, we're going to make sh- uh, warrior tanks just take the damage and want to take the damage instead of having to really move stuff around and pray it works. Yeah. And, yeah. I like that idea because like you've got the uh, stalkers thing is heal tanking. Uh they don't have a lot of. They don't have as much damage mitigation, but they heal themselves. Uh, they do have a lot of ma- mitigation, but I don't mean passive mitigation. Yeah, yeah it's it's deflect. It's basically just deflect and heal yourself is yeah. really all you got. Meanwhile, engineers have uh, self healing uh, with that one amp that gives them healing while they're in the uh, while they're in the sweet spot. And they also have the rank, but just being ranged tanks like that's a thing all to itself i kind of like the idea of warriors being the tanks that get benefit from taking damage they want to be up in your face yeah sure like they're the ones like by taking damage they get to deal out more damage that kind of thing we don't really have going back to world of warcraft the retribution are on paladin we don't have anything like that in a real like actually if you tear up recursive matrix on uh engineer you get that but i don't think anybody's going to do that because (laughs) you have much better points to spend on engineer yeah and what they notice is that if you if you are have a keen eye or an obvious eye dps warriors are not really being changed and that could be a good thing or a bad thing they're kind of a little broken in pvp and in general but they're still kind of awesome no i like to say that they're bringing everything up to that level instead of bringing that down to everyone else i do like that that's my yeah. prey. That's what I'm praying. And now I have a question mm-hmm. for you guys because I, I always tank when I run through stuff. Are you guys having issues with tank warriors, or are you not seeing tank warriors at all because they're not very good? I, I am the tank in my runs, so. so he never sees tank warriors. Yeah, yeah, me, <laughs> no, me either. That's why I'm asking. I'm like, anyone else actually seeing tank warriors? Uh, I've, seen, I've seen some tank warriors trying to do dailies. Um, I feel really bad for them. <laughs> he cries over their dead dead corpses as his, no, not, as his bot dead. takes more they, damage than just, they do they're just they can't deal they can't do they can't do single groups very quickly and they also can't take 
groups as big as a stalker or engineer tank can. Yeah, like, I, I'm, they, I'm trying they that fail out. at both. Yeah, I'm trying that out right now with my with my little Lobi warrior, and it's once 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 you get in a groove, it's easier. They're they're much better when they're ramping up, but yeah, with, with burst threat and everything else, they they are not as strong as uh, engineers and stalkers. I don't think they're really meant to be, but they're kind of failing behind on both degrees. They're not as strong as the fights go on, from what they're saying, what they're trying to change, and their their burst threat is not as great either. Mm-hmm. But moving on to Spellslinger, unfortunately, while the Warrior tank was really specific about what they want to change, not much on the horizon, at least hinted at for Spellslingers. They're basically saying, hey, Spell Surge, you can use it while casting. Um, Yay? That doesn't seem like anything <laughs> to talk about, even. Yeah, not really, and it's gonna because of the change, they're gonna change a few procs and whatnot, but not a big deal. Uh, they're gonna talk about anything of twerking for spell slinger or heal slingers, but that more ties into the medic stuff. And speaking of medics and espers, Segway Krug. Okay, so Esper, really exciting updates. They they their goal for the update is to concentrate on making the Esper more mobile, like the rest of the classes are, which I, I don't really understand why they didn't do that in the first place. Like I, I think their idea was to make the immobility of the Esper be its trade off for its like high DPS. Like they think maybe, kinda, uh, maybe yeah, possibly. kind of maybe sort of. See, uh, and I thought it was because they were trying to latch out and try to connect with players that are used to like click play, click based play. Like wow. So people that suck. Gotcha. Uh, so, <laughs> wow. So the first and I think most exciting update for the Esper that they posted was uh, Spectral Form and Telekinetic Strike can now be cast while moving, which is beautiful. Telekinetic Strike is an awesome ability and really the only bad thing about it, at least that I've seen so far in my level, whatever, 18 Esper, is that it can't be cast while moving. Now it can be. And also with Telekinetic Strike... Now at tier 8, it only requires three side charges uh, to generate a side point instead of six, which is an awesome buff to the ability. That's just beautiful. More damage, more often. Now moving. Yeah, more damage, more often. Concentrated Blade uh, has its delay reduced to three seconds, and the tier 4 bonus now refunds two charges per ten seconds. Blade Dance now lasts for two seconds from three seconds, if I'm reading that right, which is sad for me because I have always thought that ability didn't last as long as I wanted it to. I do have to agree yeah. with that. It was very weird that they'd reduce the duration well, of it. one thing to keep in mind is that you get a side point at the beginning and at the end of it. So by <laughs> reducing the duration, you get that second side point much faster. Really? Yeah, that's the that's the bonus for it. That's and why they combo did. that with... Going to change my Esper DPS build a little bit because <laughs> yeah. I did not realize that at all. Yeah, uh, you get a start. A start I'm looking at it right now. I'm I'm leveling an out Esper right now. Then I'm looking at Blade Dance. Generate a side point on start and end. Awesome. Rethinking my build. Copy that. And uh, <laughs> Psychic Frenzy's tier eight bonus now requires three side point charge stacks from six, which is uh, fine by me. I mean, Psychic Frenzy's great ability. And I still think it'll be useful despite that change. Medic. Oh. Well, well oh. hold on. I wanted to. I wanted to oh. talk a little bit more about the Esper thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, I when I was reading it, I didn't get the impression that they were going to make Esper mobile. I think what they were trying to do is make it so that instead of requiring the Esper to stay in place, the Esper gets better when they stay in place. So I expect to see amps and tier abilities that generate something when you're standing still. So sure. kind of like if you choose the siege instead of running like everybody else, you'll get yeah. a benefit. You'll benefit yeah. more from it. 
And I like, like that idea a lot. But like having your innate root you and like being able to deal yeah. almost no DPS while you're you know, mobile is it's silly. Like I, yeah, I can definitely. totally stand by rewarding a player for standing still and like making good positioning yeah, choices, yeah. but like completely removing their ability to perform a good majority of their actions for moving is silly to me. Yeah, I agree entirely, and I'm really looking forward to these changes. Like, yeah, I, and I'm playing my Esper, and I don't particularly like her right now. They're but, really hard for me to get into as well. But uh, I suspect once I can start moving in t TK strikes as well, like that's going to be a just a tremendous change. Right there with you. I'm really glad I picked that as my alt. And speaking of alts, uh, we're moving on to my main, which is medic. Damage, damage, damage. It just got <laughs> sexy for medics. <laughs> is yeah. what was written in our show notes. So they they are giving medics an awesome DPS buff. It's just great, and and also a lot of just it's great. Let me just explain it. Uh, so gamma rays just got twerked to pieces. Uh, so the range got increased by 2.5 meters, which brings it up to 20 meters. Nice. It now hits three targets, and that does not mean that it hits one target per beam. That means that each beam can pierce up to three targets. So if there's an individual and an individual standing behind that individual, you can hit both of them, uh, which was not the case during live. I, I think that was damn. the case, right? I think that was the case during beta at some point. Uh, I don't think I had played during that part of beta. And now it is, uh, it is reversed to that that old way of and honestly working. that's not even the biggest change of it no yeah. this is the biggest change of it the tier 4 cast time will reduce by 0.5 seconds each cast and will reset after three cast so there's some theory crafter out there who estimated this is about a 20 percent dps increase uh yeah. from that change alone wow. <laughs> doing, the, doing the math in my head that sounds about right like that's so huge yeah i suck at math in my head it's I'm just gonna a beautiful that. beautiful change and i don't I, i'm just imagining the way it would feel casting and I, i'm thinking it's gonna feel really good too like it, that ability didn't really feel great as you were using it before it and honestly, nice. go to nuke. you flash shine a flashlight right. and they die it, it, that's, <laughs> I, i'm i did not like let's that. start the dubstep party one last change with gamma rays which is again a beautiful change the tier eight excuse me of the ability uh, will be updated so that if you miss one or two bars uh or, or deflect one or two bars you'll still get the uh the tier eight proc which is awesome. Like having one of your one of your little gamma rays bars deflected and not being able to take advantage of the tier eight was silly, in in my opinion. Like if any one of those hits, you you should be getting your 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 procs up, and that's what's gonna happen. Uh, and a couple of other other changes which are really exciting. Atomize will be able to cast while other spells uh, are casting and have a hundred percent chance to generate an actu actuator instead of I think a twenty five percent that it is now. Awesome. Just awesome. I, I hate how medics are so RNG. Like, a lot of yeah. their abilities are like, 25% this, and whenever this happens, this happens. But this is like, Warrior, no. Warrior has that problem, too, but medic was way worse. Yeah, oh, medic, yeah. also because medics have for a while kind of been, besides the AoE fields they drop, they're kind of, what, one damage target people as well, kind of like stalkers are? Well, they, can, they have, like, AoE abilities, just not that great. But those have been changed as well, which is great. So atomize is good, and and just so we're clear, atomize is an on proc ability that didn't have a hundred percent chance to generate an actuator. That's so it's really two weird. RNGs That's so bad. in one yeah. ability, dumb. So the reboot amp 
uh, have has been modified to trigger on targets below 30% shield instead of below 0% shield. Which is a nice choice. As an engineer tank, I love that because all of my stuff regenerates shields. Exactly. And as a medic that has healed tanks with shield surge, it doesn't make any sense to... Like, if you have 1% shield, I don't burst you. I just heal you a little bit. Like, no, that's ridiculous. Give me a little bit more room to That, that to reboot play. amp comboed with engineers or the new shield burst we're gonna do for warriors that's a lot of really fun synergy going around between those three classes yeah. oh yeah yeah and that's honestly my favorite part about games like this is synergy between my abilities and synergy between my abilities and another class's abilities like can't beat that feeling there so, is yeah. a there's a dark so cloud going... though what's oh, that yeah. the they're they're what? kind of looking at aoe healing right now and they're they're thinking it's a little too over the top for their liking carbine's liking what no way no, Maybe. really. Those so, fucking nine people heals from Aspers and PvP. <laughs> I don't know exactly what these changes entail, though. They're really vague about how they're going to change AOE healing. The one thing they were uh, specific, well, the thing they were more specific about is they're going to reduce the durations of interrupt armor. But that's across the board for all classes. Medics are just going to see it first, apparently. I don't know why they're rolling that out in waves, but that's a choice they made. Mostly because I think uh, medics have just as much AOE healing, if not a little more than anyone else. So you're kind of now the canaries in the coal mine. I guess so. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about the AOE healing stuff. I, I can feel it in the back of my head being like a looming death cloud, but they could make good choices. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So uh, how about from there we move on to Stalker? Good. Yeah. So Stalker this week, I will take care of that. Really, really, really vague. I mean, nothing too big. I mean, the overall distance uh, increases, which we've known about for a while. Um, one great thing is that the CC break is going to be more viable for tanks and DPS, which they haven't really told told us what is going to gain the CC break or if they're just going to tweak the CC break that we currently have. Because the one we have now, uh, it drops threat completely. So it's really kind of a <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's stupid because as a tank, if uh, if I need to CC break, I end up losing threat, and now yeah. the healer's dead. Like, how does that make any sense? Yeah, uh, I will say that, that mine does the same thing, but my two roles are healer and DPS, so it's great either way. Yeah, so <laughs> it makes sense. So, I mean, they're, they're tweaking it so that uh, it makes more sense for tanking. It looks like Impale is going to uh, hit two targets instead of one, which is uh, really nice. Uh, they, they just mentioned that they're going to make a couple bug tweaks, which I wasn't really understanding what. I, I haven't really seen a tremendous amount of bugs. And then the last thing is that currently the Stalker tank is performing well in raids and dungeons, but a little stronger than intended in PvP. A uh, little stronger? Yeah. yeah. So uh, even though I, I run a, a Stalker tank, I never play my Stalker tank in PvP, uh, and I have been seeing a lot of people do it, and it's retarded. Uh, we were in there, and we were going against – it was four against one, I believe, Krug, and uh, we just got destroyed by this one Stalker who was just sitting there spamming nano skin and just pinching us down little by little. And we just could not nano field, wasn't it? Nano field. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. And just, just messing with it and just couldn't get him down. It was ridiculous. There was healing from four people at once. Yep. Exactly. Is, is somebody throwing a bowling ball up against the wall? Is that happening right now? No, it sounds like it. It's, it is the lovely Southern California fireworks, uh, wild, wildlife fireworks. Oh yeah. Brought to you by the lovely mouse. Let's not mention company names. <laughs> what, what company names? I just know when a mouse is throwing fireworks outside. Oh, right, 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 right. 
But uh, oh, that's... okay. I just now understood that. Got it. <laughs> See, the, it's, it's just the like party. Bloody Mary. If you mention it more than three times, someone will end up coming to the mirror or the screen, haunting your dreams, <laughs> or or suing you for liability. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and I don't have enough cred to pay that off. <laughs> but other than that, that is the that is the only real thing for stalkers this week. I mean, it's not huge, but I enjoy the ones that they are making. But it's good. And none of us are engineers. None of us. So we don't really have none. a lot of insight in there. So we're going to hand it off to our guest, Docs, and talk to us if, uh, about the engineer stuff. All right. So the engineer stuff was also really, really vague. For me, that's beca- I suspect that's because engineers are in a pretty good spot right now. Um, so the first thing that they state is that the bot AI, uh, they have a long-term plan that should greatly improve pet behaviors. And in the short term, they're just resolving bugs as they come up. I'm going to be honest. I don't even give a damn. I don't, you know, they, they, people talk about the engineer being the pet class. The bots are not that important. You can (laughs) go without a bot for any of the builds. They're useful. Uh, I use, so while I'm questing, I use the bruiser bot and the repair bot for my tank. And they're both very useful, but I am going to get rid of the bruiser bot when it becomes time to do group stuff because it's no good for that setting. What's the, have, what's the what's the percentage uh, bonus you get from the bruiser bot? It's like a defense bonus, right? It's a three percent, maybe four percent deflect if you get it up to tier four. Oh. If you get it up to tier four, I'm sorry, I have better places for those points than three percent deflect. I can spend three points in my asthma field and get three percent deflect without going to tier four. Hmm. Huh. So you know, I I don't I don't really care about the bots that much. Um, for DPS engineers, the uh, artillery bot gives a pretty decent boost to critical hit. But again, engineers, you don't need the bots. You can go without them. And yes, you're PVPing. Yeah, I've yet to see a DPS uh, a botless build, but it's a very interesting concept. Uh, my DPS build is botless, but it's also incomplete at this point. Uh, I, I'm definitely a tank. You don't need the bots. They're not. They're nice, and I do hope that they get to a point where you can use them without pulling the entire instance. <laughs> but um, for now, you know, just if your bot's pulling too many things, replace that with I don't know a, a shield or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they're also talking about performing audits on all on all spells in order to address issues that are not obvious but are negatively affecting are negatively impacting gameplay that what could that even literally mean? yeah that is the most vaguestest thing i've ever heard in my yeah, life like they, exactly that, that means nothing <laughs> what, whatever looking into revisiting mortar strike and finding a place where it can really shine this is good mortar strike is not in a good place right now it should be the AOE uh, go-to, but the AOE it does is not very efficient. It requires a lot of volatility to use, and you get much better AOE damage with Electrocute. So hmm. even, even with Electrocute's really bad range, you still get much better DPS output with that. Cleaning up interaction of spells and amps that key off the 30 to 70 volatility zone, the sweet spot. That the sweet spot is everything about playing an engineer. You have to manage your volatility such that you are in the sweet spot as often as you can possibly be. So I'm again. That's a very vague statement. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I 
I worry that that is talking is probably going to talk about a nerf to volatility rising. Like that's my nightmare situation. And apparently, you're not the only one. A lot of a lot of engineers are very curious as to what that could well, entail. I mean, the thing is, volatility rising is it's spell slinkers. It's the exact same thing as spell slinkers have with trigger fingers, except every engineer has it. Lucky so, bastards. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it is the single biggest amp on my on the on the board by a lot. Like the, none of the others even come close. But I, okay, I'm playing a tank, and I have to get three percent crit strike in order to get a volatility rising. I will pay that easy, one hundred percent, no problem. It is that good. I worry that that means a nerf is coming, but it's vague enough that maybe they just mean that there are a couple of other things they're working. I don't know. I want to keep a close eye on that one. A nerf is not unreasonable because it's that good, but we need something else. Because if you actually have one of the spammy builders on your bar, something's wrong. Like, that's one of the big things that, in my mind, separates a good engineer build from a bad one. Is that you don't want flat cannon or shock pulse or whatever that, whatever the assault builder is. You don't want that on the bar because they're not very good. Hmm. Uh, okay. General tank damage output and threat pacing. We are looking into ways to increase damage output of all tanks and normalizing threat generation. I don't want, I don't need more damage. <laughs> I'll take it, you know. <laughs> sure, thanks. Oh, more damage is always better. What are yeah. you talking about? You don't need damage. You don't need threat generation. You can get so many people throwing toilet paper at your house for saying you don't want the engineer to have more damage. I mean, no, I I, I want I the don't. engineer to have more damage, but I don't need it. Can I mean, we, can that's we not what a tank is there for. Have a toilet paper mini game for like Shades of You? Oh, that would be wonderful. Just so they can all go to your house and tell you people for saying that comment. You don't need more damage, and wake up the next morning. You're like, what the fuck happened to my house? And then you have to like clean it up. That would be so tedious. The cleanup mini game. The point being, that's not a tank's job, and I don't know where they're going with that. I would like to have heard more reasoning for why they think tanks need more damage. Hmm. Sure. Well, I mean, um, damage in itself is a threat mitigation. Not as great as threat generation, though. Sorry, threat generation. Damage is a good threat generation. So if they're going to increase your damage but decrease the amount of uh, support abilities you're doing, I mean, maybe that's how they're planning on Yeah, working. I mean, normalizing threat generation does probably mean that the percent threat you get from something is probably going to go down in response. I suspect that they're looking at particle ejector there. That is a engineer tank's bread and butter threat builder. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> it does not do very good damage, but once you tear it up, uh, first of all, it has an armor shred, so your DPS loves you. And it also has really, really high percent threat generation, and I believe it is multiplicative with the double threat generation you have for being in the tank stance. So you just, just threat all of the threat. You, you, once I get threat from an enemy, you cannot get it away from me. Just flat out. It's not going to happen. I should have um, an engineer. A lot of people are thinking that right now, but I, I suspect a nerf hammer's coming up, and it, it might not be entirely unjustified. True. <laughs> but that mean honestly, that those are the big, beefy, lovely pieces of steak from the PTR and update notes for this past week. Yeah. Uh, we obviously didn't go over everything, and like I said, all of the pat- patch notes changes will be in our show notes. You're welcome to you know div- divulge through everything. And, you know, leave us comments or, you know, talk to us through our mailbag and let us know what you think about it. And maybe even other things we haven't thought about or talked about. We'd love to hear your feedback on that. Uh, we don't have a one-on-one for this week. So anyone looking for something a little new, 
you're going to have to wait another week or two for that. We have something planned. We're going to do a little more research on. But since we have our guest for today, he brings a new angle to the game that we haven't tried yet. And Docs, can you want to explain that? Sure. So uh, I'm on Adventure, the role-playing server, and I role-play. I mean, I don't know what else you're looking for. That's it. Yeah. That cool. sounded like you were expecting this to be a support group. Like, hi, Docs. <laughs> yes. Hi. Well, some people I apologize will... that you role-play. I'm sorry. Yeah, some, pe- <laughs> some people will say that straight out. Like, you role-play in a man? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, that's because there are certain role-players that give the rest of us a bad name. And they have <laughs> all piled into Avenger and rolled Aaron. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little scared of that. Yeah. I'm a little disgusted by that. For what it's worth, they keep it to the, the when that actually happens. Uh, it's in specific spots that you know what you're getting into if you're going there. So for those of you who have your own little tweaks and interests, there's a, there's something for you. Our peers will accommodate. <laughs> I will say this: role playing in any kind of game, MMOs in general, they're very accepting for the most part about <laughs> all kinds of role players. So I'm 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 ragging on them, but like as long as they're not doing it in the wrong place, I don't care. Whatever, yeah. whatever floats your boat. And Avendra, from what I can assume, is I think the only RP server we have in the game. You, uh, it is the only US. Really? Uh, uh, it is the only US RP server. There is also an EU one, and uh, there is also Widow, which is the unofficial RP PVP server. Yeah, I think it's really odd how there's no RP PvP server in a war well, game. Well, yeah. The reason, the reason there isn't one is probably because there wasn't enough demand for it. Yeah, yeah. And that they server talked about be, it. That server would be a ghost town. Yeah, yeah, and they originally talked about it in the very beginning. You know, people asked for it, and they said, you know what, let's find out. They put the research out there, started asking for people if they were interested in it. And it, they just found that the majority of people that were interested in RP were not interested in PvP at the same time. Yes. So Fair enough. even though in a RP situation it sort of makes sense to to have battles with the people that you hate and just be able to attack. But something that Docs so, gave so, us earlier is that you don't really uh, you don't really RP in uh, in combat or questing. Uh, so well, some his way do. of approaching it. Some people do. Absolutely, they try. I don't because, in my opinion, that way lies madness. What is for those for the select of you that don't know what role playing is, which is very few. You want to give a quick rundown on that? Um, I mean, so basically, it's let me think. Damn, I was not thinking you'd actually ask that, so I don't have a description. <laughs> right off the top of my head. If anybody's um, played Dungeons owned... and Dragons or Cowboys and Indians as a little kid or Doctor, yeah, exactly. Or... Uh, you 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 assume the role of your character. So, just for example, my main is a Granok engineer scientist named Murdoch. M U R D O C K, because there are like six different ways to spell that name. What I've done is I've examined the lore behind Granok, behind everything, but especially behind Granok, and th- written a personality for him, a backstory for him, and actually tried to flesh him out into an actual character rather than just an avatar for me to run around in this world. So you want to feel like Murdoch is a living, breathing part of Nexus? That's the idea, yes. You're trying to go for that, uh, at least when you're in a role-playing zone. Again, I don't do anything in character while I'm questing. You know, actually, Doc, my character Doc, was originally an RP concept during beta. So I, mm-hmm. I'm a big lore hound, and I, I love going balls deep into when I found out about Scientist's Path. I'm like, oh my god, it's oh, awesome. Yes. By instant lock-in for it, me. Exactly. Give me a chance to scan everything and like look through all this cool stuff. And then I thought, well, I like the Wild West motif. Originally, I was going to roll Exile, and I thought... Having a doctor, this kind of guy who's 
uh, like he was kind of cantankerous, but with mm-hmm. this this kind of like really weird soft spot, very stubborn to do things that meant helping people. But yeah, fuck it, I might as well. I, I'll get paid for it, I guess. But then on his off time, he'll go off and explore the Nexus planet because it's something new to him. He'd never seen it before. He's been on the run in spaceships his whole life from the, the Dominion. He never got a chance to settle down. That's why he kind of is like, well, fuck all you all, man. I I, I mean, I, I can do it, I guess. I don't really want a part of this, but whatever i'll just shoot you in the face if i don't like you so <laughs> that's kind of where doc came from and i i really have an interest with role players i was never that that i was never that big into the rp community in most games but i had a little personal story of why all my characters did what they did mm-hmm. and how they would act in certain situations yeah oh. so that's that's the genesis of a role-playing character is to have that idea of what who is your character why does he do what he do does. He do what he do because he do what yes. he do. <laughs> does. So shut up! I, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm it is a little late there. I'm not a I'm not a huge RP person, so I'm gonna probably ask you a million questions. So when you are ro- role playing and you're in Ilium or I'm sorry, Fade, Fade, sorry, like is everyone literally just walking around pretending to be their characters and is like chat groups like advice or what are the other ones trade are, are those still role played in there like so if someone's asking for advice and the advice come are they be like hey how do i reformat so, my abilities and someone's like oh i mean I, no. i'm just confused how you would do that all right so uh first of all anything other than say or emote sometimes yell are considered out of character unless otherwise stated. So, for example, I'm working on, I haven't been able to find an officer, but I'm working on getting into a guild where they have stated that guild chat is supposed to be over uh, radio and in character. Oh, um, that's pretty unique. Zone, zone chat is not in character. Advice is not in character. Sometimes trade is in character. Now, is, but, this, is this what is uh, implemented by the server, or is this implemented is, based off of the culture that's in it? Uh, the latter. It is uh, a gentleman's agreement, let's say. Okay. Yeah, just okay. because it's an RP server, you're not actually bound to be an RPer all the time yeah. or ever if you don't want there to. There are a lot of people on our on this server that don't ever RP, and they're simply there because an RP server tends to have a friendlier and more social community. Yeah. Okay. But for those um, that want to dive in, they know there's already an active-ish community, and then they it's it's easier to yeah. to get into this and be this RN protector of the forest, or yeah. f- totally go balls deep into your true mad scientist. Yeah. So another thing is that RP does not tend to happen in Thade except in a specific spot. Hmm. Um, there is a bar outside of the Black Hoods headquarters that often has a lot of people RPing there. Elsewhere in Thade, you're not likely to get role-playing going on. Most role-play happens in housing plots. Interesting. So I didn't role-play in World of Warcraft because uh, it seemed silly to me because I couldn't actually do anything. But in Wildstar, I can actually make a place and have people come and we role-play there. Oh, yeah. Housing is spectacular for that. That that was the big thing that had me go, okay, I'm going to actually try role-playing in this game. And role-playing okay. can be to varying degrees. Um, yeah. Like like I said, you know, uh, Docs and I have character backstories for our characters, whereas Krug technically is RPing in the sense that he wants to build a hospital with all these things happening. Yeah. And there's actually a storyline going through it. And they're varying degrees. And mm-hmm. having the housing is a, a fantastic idea that role-players, yeah. I'm sure, latch into instantly so they're not, say, I, I, I have uh, already back. spent several platinum on my on Murdoch's laboratory. It's not even halfway done. I'm going to just get all the way in on that. 
How do you and know that I don't have a backstory for Krug? I'm just going to assume. I'm just assuming. I totally have a backstory for Krug. I was dropped on a head, on my head when I was a child. And that made me <laughs> Wait, this is an Indian story? Or... Wow. Wow. <laughs> you're a mean person. <laughs> I didn't even see that coming. Is that because you were dropped on the head? I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now. My friends are mean. <laughs> As he roleplays, stomps away. Stomp, 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 stomp. <laughs> Leaving. I don't want to play anymore. Now, are there... Are, are there uh, ways to look for a role-playing server or a guild without having to go into the server yet? Like, say you're a new player and you want to find uh, a group first or a guild first, or do you yes. just kind of jump in with your feet and say, let's go? All right, so I would actually recommend jumping in head first personally, but if you don't want to do that, there are two good ways to find a guild or a group without ever stepping into the actual server. So first of all, the official ser- uh, the official forums, the Avendra, uh, the Avendra sub forum has a lot of guild recruitment and guild directory stuff that you can get in contact with people on through that. There is also a website, wildstar-roleplay.com. Totally going to plug this one in. Oh yeah, plug away. Uh, We're all about plugging. Yeah. If it means we can get more community going, no matter where... I say plug it yeah. all the way. Uh, totally plug this, plugging this area. It's a great community, and uh, they have tremendous stores of guild directories, and they also have a slot w- spot where you can put personal dossiers of your characters. Ooh, yes, that's cool. So I, 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 I Murd, uh, I will link this sometime if you want. Murdoch's dossier has an in-character story that I wrote about him. Uh, a lengthy description of his background. Uh, he's 900 years old, so a lot has happened to him. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Granok are surprisingly long-lived. I have not seen evidence that Granok die, na- like, even age. Naturally. Beyond, beyond adulthood. I there's doesn't seem to be any evidence that they really do that. So I want an older character because I want somebody who's got a lot of history behind him. So 800, 900, that sounds good. Now, uh, what are... What are some things, I'm just curious, what are some things that you really don't like about role players? Just, I, I'm, I'm going to kind of throw you out to the wind sure. there. No, but, I mean, personally... It's a, it's a I, fair question. Yeah, because like, I, I, I love playing Dungeons & Dragons, and I always despise yeah. Mary, Mary Sue types. For those who don't know what a Mary Sue is... I don't. A Mary Sue is a character who is can do anything and be everyone, or they're associated with a major lore character. And everybody loves them. And everyone loves them, and they're super awesome, and they're perfect. Go read Twilight. It's a book full of Mary Sues. Yeah. Uh, The term comes from uh, some Star Trek fan fiction, and I'm not sure if it was meant as a parody or not, but yeah, it's just... And then she helped Spock get out over this disease, and then this guy was sick, so she took over, and then it was ridiculous. And then she married John luc Picard, and they all lived happily ever after while giving data handjobs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That kind of thing. Anyway, That's a thing that happens, I guess. Mary Sue's suck. So this is one that's probably going to get me a lot of hate, but I personally cannot stand the uh, Kawaii Neko-chan Aurens, and they infest the server. That seems like a complete opposite from what the Aurens are. Exactly. The Aurens are vicious little Please explain what that meant. Okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> Neko, uh, Kawaii Neko-chan for people who aren't into anime. First of all, I envy you. I wish I didn't know these people. Kawaii Neko-chan. Kawaii is cute. Neko is cat. And chan is... It's a suffix that either means girl or child. Cute cat child? Yes. Essentially. 
roughly that sounds cute cat girl. So girl basically, they're they're always super cheery and helpful and, and nice and big bright eyes, and they they're they're just they're saccharine to the point where you want to slap them and set them yeah. on fire, run away. I mean. <laughs> If that's your thing, go ahead and do it, but I'm going to be sitting over there judging you. <laughs> and our peers, if anything, they love to judge everyone because everyone's oh, yes. role-playing style is different. Yeah, there is no correct way to role-play. Um, I'm sure that my crudmudgeonly Granok has gotten on people's nerves because he will sit in a corner and not say anything for a long period of time because that's how he is. Kawaii Nekochan Aronson is gonna jump up in everyone's face and go, "Oh my mm-hmm. God, let's go do this!" And I want to. And if yeah. I, if it, if Doc was a character in that server, I would rival them. Yeah, it's there's a lot of that. Aron outnumber all of the other races combined at this point. That, like, that might be me. a slight exaggeration, but they definitely outnumber all of the Dominion combined. Jesus Christ! Yes. So anyway, that annoys me. The other one is when people write an action that implies a sentiment or action for my character so number one rule of role playing don't control the first thing you need to do that you have no control over what anyone else does or says like at all it's like improv Um, comedy trying to control the scene and force someone to do what you want to do will only make the scene worse yeah like you, you can't do that and if you do that you will go on the ignore list for me just flat out you're done I think a lot of people would agree with that. I mean, yeah. it, like I said, using the I improv comedy. I don't see much of it. For what it's worth, that's fairly rare. So um, can you but, give an example of, of how someone would do that? So, so like, uh, Neko Kawaii-chan walks up to Murak and is like, hey, can you give me something? And then he gives it to me. Like, really? She that's blatant? That. That's, that's an exaggeration. That's like the simplest way of doing it. It's an exaggeration to, sh- to demonstrate. That would be really annoying. Whereas yeah, a more... Because then I'd be obligated to go, nope, I didn't actually. Go exactly. fuck yourself. Exactly. In a more... In a more <laughs> that, when that it, makes it really awkward. In a more when, nuanced uh, conversation, it'd be like if, say, Murdoch's at a bar, Doc runs in, and he's or he comes in just kind of naturally swaying around, sees this big stoic person in the corner and realizes, well, he's not going to fucking talk to me. I don't give a shit. Uh, I go sit down, and I just kind of nod. And then I'll, I wait for his response and see what happens. Yeah, that, that's how you're supposed to do it. And for what it's worth, when that happens, it's usually a lot more subtle and uh, implying sentiments. It's like this thing makes people, makes everyone around happy or whatever. You know, it's it's vague because I gotcha. can't think of any specific instance where this right. happened recently. No, but I think Basically, I'm getting it. Docs is a cynical curmudgeonly bastard. <laughs> makes me Not happy. I will smash this shit. No, no, you're, you, we, we would, uh, Murdoch is deeper than that, oh, but he, okay. but he is a quiet and introverted person Let and also is not, is also super annoyed by Neko Kawaii-chan. Right. So let, let me ask this question. So we, you, you told us what you don't like about it. What is the reason why you actually do it? So for one, you can be someone else. I am never going to be a 900-year-old rock person who is 10 feet tall and uses a six-foot-long gun can also create robots. I'm actually working on the create robots myself in real life, but <laughs> not, even, not even joking. You heard it here, that. folks. Strange Tales might have, might have shown you the beginning of Skynet. <laughs> oh, I wish. I hope so. I mean, what? <laughs> anyway, the whole thing is I will never – 
actually be Murdoch, but I can pretend to be Murdoch. And it, we're getting a bit personal, but and I've written things into Murdoch's backstory that has been helping me deal with some things that have happened in real life. And by putting my that feeling into a different perspective, it helps me work through it as well for myself. So it's like a fun creative writing exercise yeah. along with entirely. Part- some people it's part journal some people it's Mm -hmm. part exercise some people it's pure escapism yeah but i will never you know i will never be a woman but i can totally bro play one on the game and nobody will even know because i don't tell them that although they will probably presume because there are no no women (laughs) but i mean like that's something you can do if you want to and that's uh, the fun part about it. I, I've, I've, I've always, I think I've role played a few girls in games as well, and never in the stereotype of way because having a super kawaii Neko Chan kind of character always bugged me. Having yeah. a, a, a female character who was like, "Fuck this," or like, "Oh, I, I, I I'm okay with this," or you get, you get a lot. I mean, I have probably said too much. Uh given too much hate on the R and they don't deserve all of it. There's oh, just a, I will give all a, the hate to the R. Just most of it. Just just most of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean but, first I mean, of all there's... they're exiles. So I mean they're already got a negative on them as it is. Yeah, yeah. Second off, their, the <laughs> their eyes are scary. Holy shit. Have you ever <laughs> stared into the soulless eyes of an Aran male or oh, female? God. You're creepy. No, I have not. <laughs> you shouldn't have either. That's weird. No. You lose your soul. <laughs> anyway <laughs> I have a very technical job. I'm a software developer, and it's a very technical job. But so I don't get a lot of chance to do creative stuff, and this is where I do it. Like that's that's why I role play. That's a great, okay. great thing. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm Makes just sense. curious. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a huge role player. Like I said, I, <laughs> I have played D and D and stuff like that on the side. But I I usually play the hobo murderer. You know, just go <laughs> yeah. to level. Yeah, so I'm just gonna kill things to level. Yeah. Hey, so I go I for mean. It. I, I, that's why I'm just curious of you know what drives what drives you to to want to do it, and that makes sense. It makes complete sense of why you would want to do it. It's great because we get to see another facet of not only uh, the game but also the players that inhabit it. Mm-hmm. I know we talk about PvP a lot. I've heard some other podcasts you know really focus on leveling and Pv PVE. But what I would love to have Strange Tales be is to show the strangeness, the the wonderful strangeness and the horrible strangeness of our community. To either point the finger and go, hey, or to beckon them forward and go, whatever your itch is, you know, show it off. This is what Wildstar is. And mm-hmm. that it's honestly, it's really cool. Uh, we have a little bit of time left. I'm really curious. Uh, you guys want to go over add-ons this week or you want to wait another week? I would like to because I've got two I want to talk about. Yeah, and there's a big thing. I think we're revolving around nameplates this week. If For those of you oh. who do not know. Oh, yeah, and you have an one as well, I believe, as well. I think, right? One or two, if I remember correctly. Ooh. Uh, you, Docs. Oh, me? Yeah, I've got yeah. two I want to talk about. Okay, cool. So we'll go with you in just a moment. I'm going to have this quick okay. update, and Krug uh, and I will probably argue momentarily. But sure. uh, if you What's use... different than normal? Yeah, true. Before he extricates my ass over another fucking ridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you using BG plates, heads up, the developer on Curse has said he's no longer supporting it. So once it's out of date, good luck trying to get it to work. Uh, it'll eventually just break. Luckily, someone has taken it upon themselves to take the base of BG plates and has created Opti plates. I'll put the link in the description for the curse link, but not everyone uses Opti plates. I think Krug uses something else. I do use something else because I'm good at finding things that are useful. Uh, I use razor plates, which is wonderful. I, I did use BG plates for a while, and and I'm not going to knock the developer of BG plates or Opti plates for that matter. Uh, BG plates was a great add-on. Uh, razor plates, I, I it's so much. 
it, like aesthetically, it's it's way better in my opinion uh, aesthetically, and the alerts are way way more clear. Like the cleanse alert in BG plates, and I don't know if this is because I'm using an out of date version or because he stopped before he really got it to work. But the cleanse alert in BG plates never really worked for me. And I think it was represented, and I don't remember because I haven't used it in a while, by this little orange icon next to the health bars. Uh, and for those of you that don't know what a cleanse alert is, uh, as a healer, you have abilities that allow you to remove debuffs from allies. Uh, and so if an ally had a debuff, it would show a little alert saying, you can cleanse this target, and then you would just cleanse them, and then the little icon would go away. Except not uh, you die, and dying's bad. Right, because some dots are horrendously damaging, and you need mm-hmm. to get rid of them as quickly as possible. So you'd clear away the little icon, and it would go away, and it would be awesome. Uh, not curse. That's the. That's not an add-on. Curse is not an add-on. That's not how curse works. Uh, razor plates. The alerts, like instead of being an icon or like some picture somewhere, it just you can have it change the color of the health bars themselves and the like create a border around the health bar. So it's really really apparent when something changes. You can also have it change the scale of the health bar and have it change the opacity of the health bar depending on like what alert it is. So, for example, when I'm a healer, so when somebody in my party is below 30% health, nameplate expands by 10 points, and the uh, outline becomes red, and the health bar becomes uh, green for me to heal them. Uh, And then when somebody needs a cleanse, the border becomes purple, and their health bar becomes white, and that means I have to cleanse them. So it's just, like, visually way, way easier to find people. Cool. Uh, and that's one feature among many that I just love. Try so, razor plates. So yeah, razor plates. I'll put the link in the description as well. And then Docs, our guest for the week, has a few add-ons that he would like to suggest everybody as well. All right. So the first one is a fairly role-playing specific one. It is PDA, uh, Personal Display Adapter, or something like that. I don't remember what the acronym is for, but um, you can sp- basically specify a name and title, biography, uh, short description in PDA, and other members of other players who have PDA will see those. So, for example, if I wanted to make a character with a first and last name, I could use PDA, put that in, and people would see first name, space, last name, instead of the usual display name. So instead of having to go off the game and research a character... Having an end game ready to go if you have PDA and they have PDA makes interactions much easier and probably yeah. metagaming less crazy. Uh, it also just looks cleaner. So, for example, there is one character I was playing with. Her name, her character's name, was taken by someone else. So she used her character's last name as her character name. But in PDA, she would just have her full name. And that's oh, so sure. I could just see that that's her full name. You can also put in a uh, title. So Murdoch is the stoic scientist. And that displays uh, underneath the name instead of a guild name. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you can also put in descriptions. So, for example, Murdoch is supposed to, it ha- is supposed to have scars on his body. But there's no way to visually represent that in the game because that's not an option. So I put that in PDA. And if people read that, they'll be like, oh, this guy's seen some shit. Interesting. Yeah, that kind of Interesting. So I never it's, it's thought a, about that. It's an RP-specific uh, add-on. It's... You can use it for non-RP purposes, but yes, it's definitely intended for the role players. And is that on Curse as well? Or is that a different it is site? on both of what I'm talking. The ones I'm talking about are on Curse. Okay. What's your second one? Uh, the second one is called Spiral Staircase Helper. So I'm talking about this one because I had a hand in making it. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, I didn't make it. I'm like, I'm, there's a story. So the story goes: I'm decided to fall into the housing trap. 
And so I buy Murdoch a spacious granite house. And if you've seen the thing, there's easily enough room for three stories in there, possibly four. So I'm looking at it and it's like, okay, so what I want to do to get access to the upper floors is to have a spiral staircase that spirals around a central pillar. And so I started trying to make this and discovered that that's really goddamn hard to do. <laughs> it's really hard Damn to do. Damn you, unless, unless you actually do the math. So myself being a tremendous nerd, I decided to just write a Java program that would do the math for me and display a whole bunch of coordinates for it was a it would display xyz and roll values to for each individual step and you just manually put those steps in and you get a nice lovely spiral staircase that's um, cool oh, yeah i tried yeah. that out uh so i posted about that on reddit and people loved it and were like please let me use this as an add-on I don't know Lua. I don't know the Apollo API. So it's like, okay, I'll try to make it, but I make no promises because that's a lot to learn. So uh, some guy named uh, Blasbolt was like, I-, I posted the actual algorithm on Reddit, and a guy named Blasbolt was like, okay, I already know the Lua a- stuff, so I'll just make it. And he made it, and there it is. Boom. You yeah. totally Spiral just Spiral Unity awesomeness being yes. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Spiral Staircase Helper. It will. Uh, he's got. A lot of screenshots on the curse page. It looks great. It's really space efficient. It's really good for all of the houses that don't have square corners. So uh, any of them except for the human houses, basically. And yeah, uh, you can download that and it'll help you make spiral stairs. That's awesome. I was going to say, we should turn to our community that's listening to like help out. Then I realized, oh yeah, duh. He's not it's already yet. happened. You're too right. late. I... Damn me. No, he's not too late. He went back in time and made it happen. True. Oh, okay. he, does, he does have his bots with the Terminator accessories, and he's like, fuck it. Make this done. Podcast, hey, it's done. Anyway, I, I honestly am probably going to use that for my current project, which is, I'm just going to tease it here. We're thinking of maybe going video for uh, Strange Tales and extras for Strange Tales. Like, maybe showing Krug how to roleplay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm maybe for that. I might even buy him a World of Warcraft account so he can take him to Moonguard to see how it really <laughs> does <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so I think that might cover just about everything tonight uh, for our Strange Tales of the Week. We went through a whole hell of a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm, for one, I'm totally glad that Docs decided to answer the call and said, hey, I'd love to be on your show. I've learned an ass load of stuff today, which is really cool, and you're pretty awesome, I gotta admit. Thank yeah, you. it was hey, genuinely great. really great having you on, dude. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I enjoyed this thoroughly. Awesome. I, I know, especially because you say you're talking about doing like the Lua and everything else and doing all the add-on stuff, we might have to bring you back on again to kind of do a 101 on, you you know, if you want to do an add-on or something. That's a really fucking awesome idea, actually. <laughs> so yeah. I'm willing to do that, but keep in mind that I don't know Lua or the Apollo API, so I can do th- – if you guys want to do that, I'm willing, but you're going to have to give me some time to actually dig into this. Not and, a problem at all, man. There's also – there's also like other players too. too. We're yeah, also that, hoping to be here a lot longer than you know a week. Yeah, sure. So. <laughs> hey, somebody, find somebody else who's up for doing that. Go for it because uh, I, I'm searching for a job right now, so I don't have a whole lot of time to dedicate to that particular pursuit. Fair somebody point. give Fair this man a job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, hey, if you are looking for a software developer somewhere, 
uh, <laughs> drop me a line. You should put that on your resume. I have developed shit for video games. You technically have. Yeah. I have actually. I've made video games. They're just not good enough to actually put anywhere. You can put them on iOS. No. Oh. <laughs> I have some pride. <laughs> and on that bombshell there, ladies and gentlemen, I think that is this week's Strange Tales. <laughs> that is. My name is Doc. I'm Indigo. And I'm Krug. And for this week, we'd love to give a big round of applause and welcome and thank you to our special guest, Docs. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Everybody, thank you for listening, and we hope to see you or hear from you again next week.